Attention Pokemon players, you are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. I am your host, Jake Abrams, alongside Chuck, the Whimsy Watch. How we doing, Chuck? How's it going? Back again for another fantabulous episode of the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. Always love having you here, my uh, friend. Is this what, uh, four in a row for you? Uh, I think I there, think. it's three. This is three in a row. Right. Unless I'm really bad at math, which is can go either way. We're we're Pokemon <laughs> players, so we're always bad at math, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. So uh, it's great to be back again. So I mean, another week of uh, fun stuff going on. Um, yeah. So I know there was a, a lot going on this week. Tell us a little bit about your adventures in Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty hectic week in general, um, life-wise. But then we did carve out a little bit of time for some Pokemon on the weekend. Uh, we had our local like kickoff tournament. You were there, but we it's a mm-hmm. rotation kickoff tournament. So it was the first thing we did after for post rotation, um, and we got some got to try out our decks in a in a cool tournament with a little bit extra prizing than we normally do for a league night. Just kind of trying to get a bigger tournament, and I happened to win it. So that was a big thing for me. Um, because I haven't won one in a while, but uh, I think we had about 10, as only only about 10 people showed up, but we had uh, some stiff competition because you were there. Uh, our local mm-hmm. uh, two-time league champion, Colton, was there and some some others, and it was some stiff competition. Yeah, no, I think you played it well. Um, what, what were you playing again? Uh, I was playing um, – Ice Rider. That was my deck of choice that, that day. Yeah. Um, I, I did Ice Rider uh, just by himself, um, sticking with the train of ride or die with the ice guy. <laughs> um, and I did tech in a couple other Pokemon uh, that were new from Evolving Skies with Suicune and Medicham, but they were both one ofs just to see. Um, yeah. I think Medicham only came in one time, and uh, that was in our game. It. Yeah, it, it was. It, he never actually attacked, but he he set up a checkmate uh, on our game. Yeah. Um, but actually, I, I was going to go into my deck. I was playing Dragapult. Uh, thank you, Henry Brand, for bringing him back. Yeah. Um, he's he fits really well into the meta right now um, with all of this Sobble and Teleon love with that shady dealings. Um, just being able to take out those support Pokemon and then actually use them for your advantage to help those, the math on your end, um, being able to take knockouts on the bench um, while being super consistent, which I think is probably one of the more consistent decks out there with all the, the psychic love as far as, as far as um, fog crystal um, plus all the other e- uh, easy Pokemon search um, makes that deck roll real well. Um, it's, it's felt really really good playing Dragapult again and him being relevant in the meta. And I know uh, in, a, in a podcast previous, somebody asked, hey, are you going to play Dragapult ever again? I'm like, as soon as I see something that or I see, you know, it's legitimate, <laughs> I, I'm going to be jumping on that. And you know, I was um, been having a ball with Dragapult uh, for those reasons. Like he just, he's so fun and being able to choose where you put the damage counters. Um, there's a lot of, you know, skill expression there. Uh, plus the, you know, the decision-making when it comes to the Intelli online um, in that deck specific. Um, 
feels good as well. So um, loving where Dragapult is at the moment and can't wait to see, you know, what this meta evolves into. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that's definitely a, another force to be added into the current state of the meta, which is kind of in flux uh, because mm -hmm. of the, the rotation and still trying to figure out what's uh, worth building decks from, from Evolving Skies on top of that. Mm -hmm while taking out a while while now taking out the rotation cards so it's kind of like a brave new world at the moment like, oh yeah and we're that, definitely gonna like, get into some meta discussion yeah. you know going forward uh so we don't want to spoil too much of that but while it was on the kind of the forefront and you said urshifu uh i think you said urshifu uh, I, I uh, rapid urshifu strike right now so there yeah. we go <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so so i think Everybody thought Urshifu would be the BDIF going into it. And, you know, I, I definitely th thought there was a lot of merit to that. Uh, but with two psychic decks being pretty prevalent right now, I think you won't see it being completely oppressive like we were thinking you might see that where it's hurting, um, you know, all these other kind of decks. So I think the meta is nice and balanced at the moment um, as far as just like choice. Um, so I can't wait again, like, the, like I said, to see what kind of keeps popping up. That's, that's was my kind of choice idea too, because, uh, I wanted to bring something that I thought would do really well at that tournament. And I was toying with rapid strike Urshifu because I was like, this is just going ham on Inteleons or whatever you can, uh, take on the bench and it, it works out. But then, <clears throat> I mean, shadow rider is still a deck it's still going to be a deck. And it's now, still a really good deck. And and, <laughs> and Dragapult is now a deck as well, brought back. And so you're just like, and there's nothing to protect you from that anymore. So it's just don't try not to get <laughs> two times attacked. And it's, that, that doesn't work. And so it's kind of scary if you want to take Urshifu. You got to really know those matchups that well. And yeah. I think it's going to scare a lot of people off because Shadow Rider is just in Shadow Rider, even the fact that Dragapult's on top of that, um, mm -hmm. there's a lot of people playing Shadow Rider. So, like, he's going to get pushed out just beyond the simple fear that people don't want to play that bad matchup. Um, no, I agree. And it, I think it showed with our just our kickoff that no one even brought it. And that's why I went with Ice Rider because I was like, I don't have, I was like, Zashian might be a thing. But I mean, I think he is very viable yeah. and we'll talk about him later yeah. too, but uh, it's actually might be a thing. And I think, um, I think dark is kind of in a weird spot right now because I don't think Eternatus is a really good play in general um, for the dark option. I think as far as holding those, uh, those um, purple decks back is more Umbreon VMAX. I think that's the, the bread and butter right there, but just a straight, um, Eternatus just feels a little bit clunky um, in those matchups that aren't against the psychic type. So I feel that it doesn't really have a good matchup spread overall um, currently. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the the rub at the moment with the psychic decks getting a little bit of a, a boost because Dark isn't having as prominent a, fe a feature just because Eternatus has so many just so many things to say screw you Eternatus like, like it, it just turns out yeah. like, there's so many things that just turn off what it needs to do um and it doesn't even involve like attacking it for weakness it's just 
destroying its bench, turning off its ability. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that can go in any deck. Uh, so and even when, uh, even when Eternatus does what he wants to do and not getting past the peak, he's still not quite hitting those numbers. Yeah. Uh, that he was like, he was when he first came out, he was one shotting these three prize, uh, tag teams, but now those tag teams are gone. Uh, so against all these other V max decks, you know, aside from weakness, I just feel that he doesn't do what he uh, needs to do. And he's just way more slow than the rest of the, yeah. the, re- the rest of the field. And there's always, I mean, I've played a tournament myself and it always seems to, you know, it, it seems very simple when you look at the card Two energy, one stage of all evolution and then dumped your hand, but it just never seems to just come easily. So, yeah. All right. Well, well now let's, let's get into a little bit more meta talk a little bit later. We, we do want to get into our trivia and our random card mashup here as well. Okay. So let's go to trivia first. Yeah, let's trivia, do this. Trivia, trivia. So in, in fact, we both have a trivia question for one another. Um, I, I have asked a couple people around and I got a good one. Um, so thank you for that. And I, have, I know you said you have one as well. I have a silly one because it's um, I couldn't find a good uh, kind of like question that was really like intriguing. So mm-hmm. my my question is. If in 10 seconds, name all of the EV evolutions. Vaporeon, Jolteon, Umbreon, um, not Flareon, Sylveon, Leafeon, Glaceon. I, I can't remember. I, I know them all. I just can't remember. <laughs> where did I go? <laughs> That's why I couldn't think, but. I think you got all of them, actually. I got seven. How many are there again? Uh, look at my picture. There is one, <laughs> two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's eight. Did you? I missed one. Which one would I miss? S- did you get Espeon? No, that's, that's the, the one, one I missed. missed. All right. I missed Espeon. I knew Espeon. I just I couldn't get it out there. Yeah. yeah. I, well, see, I <laughs> knew you would know the answer. It's just, can you get them all out of your... Because that's what I thought would happen. There would be one that would go flying away at the end of what you're yep. trying to name. Yep. Yeah, for sure. That, that's exactly what happened. Well played, sir. You got me. <laughs> this is what it's turning into. Is how can we get? Yeah, that? that's fine. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. So I got one, and I know I'm going to butcher the name here. Uh, but the creator of Pokemon, Sat Satoshi um, Tajuri, I don't know how to say his name, uh, said this Pokemon was his favorite. What was it? Oh, jeez. I'm supposed to know this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, you can you can figure it, it is an original uh, from you know from the the original set there. I'm gonna guess it. Well, yeah, I'm gonna guess it has to be a Kanto Gen One Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, Gen One for sure. I'm gonna go with Growlithe. <laughs> nope, uh, <it'll> Poliwag. <laughs> Never would have guessed Poliwag. <laughs> nope. No, that was that. I I had no idea. I originally guessed Abra. I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> that would have been a good one. I don't know. I, yeah. I see. Growlithe is one that uh, made like I like myself uh, because I can't remember here where I heard it, but and I can't even remember where I it, I can't even find it on the internet. But I swear that it was someone said it was supposed to be a legendary Pokemon at one time, but then they kind of mm-hmm. just didn't make it a legendary and just made it 
it makes sense i mean he was pretty cool back in the day yeah Uh, i think there's so many cool pokemon he kind of just gets overshadowed that's what he always gets overshadowed but he's the original fire dog so yeah all right um that's trivia moving along it's random card madness so we're going to create uh, this is becoming my favorite part of the uh, the podcast. And uh, last week, you really kind of dominated Shay and myself. I think we both kind of threw them out there. And then you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. This one's actually linked um, to an older card. And we were like, oh, I, as soon as you said that, I was like, we have Chuck wins. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I, I got a little bit of a bonus on that because I've played that card a lot. Yeah. So um, that's why I would have recognized it a little bit better. But we're going to go ahead and randomly generate the number. The number is 145. Looking at the set list for... Uh, ooh, we're getting a trainer this time. All right. <laughs> Digging gloves. The attacks of oh, the Pokemon brother. this card is attached to do 30 more damage to your opponent's fighting Pokemon before applying weakness and resistance. It's an item, obviously, a tool. So... Are we gonna bin. put this in a sleeve and put it in a deck, or are we gonna keep it in our binder? Uh, that's binder fodder that, that for is... sure. I have no use for you. Thank you, sir. Goodbye. <laughs> yes. uh, this is definitely not necessary at all at the moment. Um, it's really just you want to hit Urshifu's. Um, but the 30- if you want to hit Urshifu, play Dragapult yeah. or you don't need the extra. You don't need the extra thirty damage for hitting Urshifu. So, yeah, that's not going to do much. <laughs> Let's do another. That was way too quickly. The random number generator again. And we're going to look at card number 49. 49. I can remember how to get out of this screen so I can see the whole list again. There we go. Oh, this is another. <laughs> oh, no. Pikachu, what is it? The basic oh. Pokemon. <laughs> lightning okay so I'm, I'm saying okay this is probably the worst pikachu i've seen printed since we started playing uh in the two years ish um i suppose you could play him um, obviously to get that raichu uh, that i believe he does what 100 damage um yes. trying to pull uh, this back up raichu will do uh, 180 with the thunderbolt or is he has big sparking this attack does 50 damage to each pokemon v and gx so, I, yeah i mean does it there may be kind, like i know there may big sparking um you know it, it may see some kind of play somewhere where, where you're kind of just trying to do that extra spread damage um maybe an amazing kyogre deck or something i don't know um I would say if I was really bored and trying to make a one price or work, I could try to make it this ride should work, but I don't think I would pick that Pikachu in the first place. I would probably pick um, a, a different Pikachu that, that maybe had a little more HP and maybe a little bit more, um, you know, versatility when, in, in his basic attacks. Ener- Energize is not really that worth or wild of an attack uh, where you just get to attach an energy card from discount to your Pokemon. Um, that many different things can do that better than using your attack on it. And Electro Ball is not worth three energy for 30 damage. So. No, that's that is just a garbage attack. Uh, so I think Pikachu is an awesome Pokemon, but just that one just doesn't seem to be uh, up to standard. All right. uh, big Sparking is worthwhile of an attack, I think, but you gotta. I don't know what it goes with quite yeah, yet. Yeah. I mean, I know 
it, there's, there's something there. And I know I've said in a, a different podcast that, that that attack has versatility um, and it could find its way into a deck. So maybe. Um, yeah. I mean, at any 50 damage to every, anything and everything is pretty good. It just depends on where you can fit it in. Yeah, I mean, if you, especially if you put what uh, the telescope the telescopic sight on there, um, you're actually doing more damage to bench. Um, so that's yeah, to the bench one. So that's a lot of damage there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we probably not anytime too soon. Thought just came to my head: electro power and expanded. You just do a hundred and like you just do a couple electro powers. Wouldn't that is that only active though? Um, that would be for the active, but if you, you could also do, um, you know, like I said, the, the telescopic site to hit the benches, uh, as well. Uh, so there might be versatility, but I think again, we're, we're talking more of this Raichu, but we, the Pikachu, um, again, I would say he's going straight into the, <laughs> into the, into the, the number card we pulled the Pikachu is going to stay in your binder with all the love you give Pikachu's, but that's about it. You're not going to play that one. All right. Do, do you want to do one more? I can try one more. Let's do one more. We've got two kind of um, lackluster cards that were straight into the binder. Give me one sec. We got a new, oh no, where's my list? Got a new number. It is 152. This is going to be another trainer card, but this is going to be an interesting training card. It is now Raihan. You can play this card. Oh, geez. <laughs> you can play this card only if your Pokemon were knocked out during your opponent's last turn. Attach a basic energy from your discard pile to one of your Pokemon. If you do, search your deck for a card and put it into your hand. Then shuffle your deck. I think this card is complete binder fodder. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, this card, we've already seen it yeah. uh, running rampant, especially, like I said, in the Dragapult deck, it, it, you know, it's at least a one or two of. Um, and it's definitely, when you're playing the Sobble deck, it's definitely already proven its weight there where you get that energy acceleration plus you get that, um, you know, finding any card you want uh, that can really kind of go along with your strategies. Uh there's a lot of versatility with him. There's more that we can even just theorycraft because we've already seen it. I think he just goes great with, with the Intellion line and, and potentially any single prize deck uh, that needs multiple energies on their attackers. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on this. There's not much to add on the fact that I think you're going to sleeve at least one of these in most of your decks um, just because it is a good card that will help you immensely throughout multiple games. So, yeah. Now, I will say he's not a four of in every deck, but I think um, out of all the new trainers, he's definitely slotted and found his way into most decks, um, at least a one of. So he's definitely kind of shown that he's worth it. Yeah. Basically, no matter what you're playing. Yeah, he's definitely like like I was thinking, definitely at least a one of in most decks um, for that situation when you want to play him. Because you most times you'll want to use it at least to get that uh, most of the time to get that any card out of your deck. Um, yeah, for sure. All right, let's keep it going. Let's uh, now that's enough random card madness. 
for the time being. All right, that was a, that was a lot of fun. I, that, uh, like I said, it's my favorite uh, segment. Now. We got to we got to <laughs> save some some random cards for next time. Um, yeah, we can always go to other sets. We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> um, let's move it on to uh, now. Let's move into the Whimsy Watch, and then we're gonna go right into the news. Ladies and gentlemen, trainers and Pokemon alike, welcome to the Whimsy Watch. This is our for gaming, but you can call me Ryan. This week was startling, with all the deck diversity present. But who can blame everyone for playing their new and shiny decks? I mean, come on, who doesn't want to play with all the new cards from Evolving Skies? I sure do. I want to give a moment of silence to our fallen comrades that fell victim to this year's rotation. Now that everyone has given their time to ADP, let's get started! Starting off this week with the decks that made it into the top 8. We had a tie for fifth, starting off with Urshifu and Talion. Urshifu beat up your bench Pokemon until it got six showings in the top eight this week. Urshifu is super happy to see the likes of Bench Barrier go out with rotation, allowing it to prey on your bench as it pleases. With Telescope Excite and Passimian powered up with Raihan, Urshifu can easily end games in two turns with G-Max Rapid Flow. Tied for fifth place with Urshifu and Talion, we have Suicune Ludicolo. Suicune Ludicolo, with six appearances in the top eight, is a stage two focused deck that comes in hot with the ability to take out your opponent's VMAX Pokemon in one hit. Watch out for that top entry Lombre, allowing a stage one to hit the bench without evolving, and that Cape of Toughness to make Suicune V extremely bulky. Third place, another tie, starting off with Dragapult and Teleon. Dragapult is back with seven hits in the top eight, and it looks like with Eternatus on the downturn, the child shooting maniac is going nowhere for the foreseeable future. Watch out, this deck's ability to spread damage will even make your math professor's head explode. Tied with Dragapult and Teleon, we have Jolteon and Teleon coming in at third place. With seven showings in the top eight, Jolteon comes out preying on your support Pokemon. With the help of Path of the Peak, this deck can shut down decks before you even get started. That's right, you can't even run if you can't walk. Coming in in second, we have Leafeon and Teleon. Nine showings in the top eight show that consistency of the turn one greening cells on Leafeon V allows for very consistent turn two grass knots on Leafeon V Max. Teleon helps keep this deck very consistent. First place, Zacian. We had 14 variants of the super OP doggos that were seen in this week's meta. Most of these decks consisted of a Zacian and Zamazenta pair up with support Pokemon Oranguru. Watch out for this powerful doggo duo. That's it for our top eight. Now, I was shocked by the lack of Rayquaza in this week's top eights. And I can't be the only one. Now, let us know on Twitter at WatchWhimsy what your thoughts on the lack of Rayquaza in tournament showings is. Now, onto the decks that took home the gold. With a meta this diverse, we only had two decks that won more than once this week. First off, we have Urshifu and Teleon. Taking home the gold in the Turtwig Dens tournament of 94, we had Charles S. Taking home the gold in the PTCGO League of 170 people, we had uh, Procyon Killer 03. And last but not least, taking home the Southeast Asia tournament of 112, we had user AS. What that stands for, I don't know. The other deck we had more than one appearance for was Dragapult Inteleon. 
in the Atlas Scuff Tournament of 142, we had Sencha taking home the gold. In the Liga Inter Tournament of 81, we had Segzezi 13. I totally said that right. Bringing home the gold with his Dragapult Inteleon. And last but not least, we have some honorable mentions. Uh, Stefan Ivanov winning the Cilio stats with Umbreon Urshifu. That's right, single strike Umbreon with single strike Urshifu. Coming in to knock out your Dragapults and Shadow Riders with the Umbreon and punching through whatever it feels like with single strike Urshifu because a single strike Urshifu just don't care. Also, we had Catron winning the Yusha Cup with his Jolteon and Teleon saying, yeah, you ain't getting set up and you ain't getting set up and you ain't getting set up. You all ain't getting set up. Last but not least, we had Robert Hines winning the Sunday Weekly with his Suicune Ludicolo, dancing on everybody with his Ludicolo so he can win every match. That does it for this week's Whimsy Watch. Be sure to join in the roundtable discussions on the Discord every Wednesday at 5 p.m. EST for the most thought-provoking discussions and the best debates. I hope you all enjoyed and had a wonderful time. Until next time, be safe and take care, Pokemon trainers. All right, let's jump into that news. All right, right into the news. And there's not a crazy amount of news this week, but uh, Pokemon did tease us with the new mm -hmm. Start Deck 100. Well, at least in, in Japan, they're going to be starting this off where they were going to literally release 100 different decks. So what do you are what are you thinking about that, Jake? There's 100 different starter decks. Yeah, with 104, or I'm sorry, 414 cards. That is, um, yeah. most of them will be reprints. But uh, again, for newer players, being able to grab a bunch of cards for probably a rel relatively uh, affordable price, uh, super awesome. They're all gonna. Uh, these decks will also contain all the F regulation cards um, uh, as well. So that will include that that uh, that ball that everybody's been talking about, yeah, uh, that, the Ultra Ball. That was the big one uh, of the big things in the news is Ultra Ball will be in some of these decks, uh, which yes. is um, regulation marker F. So it will be in format for a good bit um, as well. And yeah, um, you will see it kind of. There will also be multiple balls in the format. <laughs> For a while, yeah, they'll... you'll see a little bit of time with all three, with quick level and um, ultra, and then quick will ultra, drop. yeah, quick will drop off, but we'll still have level it... and um, ultra. Yeah, we're gonna have a yeah a good period of time where we're gonna use a, a these cards kind of thin our hand and potentially make other trainers uh, viable um, or other kind of um, attacking strategies being able to thin your deck or your hand pretty good um maybe making crowbat like i said uh in previous uh to make him a little bit more consistent on draw power um and then just being able to have the versatility to pick any pokemon you want so it doesn't have to be basic um it could be you know an ev evolution or anything like that so i think everybody's excited for this ultra ball to come back uh, and i can't wait for it to come back so we can print some custom uh bridge ball cards that are in place of ultra ball since we kind of took inspiration from this uh from our local league i think that will be a pretty cool 
uh, thing that we can do uh, eventually. And I've been looking into, you know, trying to get those created. So again, uh, not really meta relevant there, uh, that the random print, but super excited to have uh, more Pokemon search. Yeah. Now uh, there are some spoiled Pokemon in the article as well for um, new Pokemon that are going to be released in these starter decks. Um, yeah. The big new one, um, the only VMAX that they've released is a Kingler V and VMAX. Um, yes, sir. Water Pokemon. Um, he's got a couple, one attack on both. So you got the attack Bubble Fall, flip a coin, if head, search your deck for five water energy cards and attach them to your Pokemon in any way you like. Then shuffle your deck. That's on the V and on the V Max, but it's called. Uh, on the VMAX, you don't have to flip a coin. You just get to do it. Yeah. So um, there's that. And then it both has a water, water, colorless attack. The V does 200 damage and 30 damage to itself. The VMAX does 240 damage and 30 damage to itself. So uh, it, it's a cool Pokemon, cool water Pokemon. 240 damage isn't bad. Uh, and it means energy acceleration is nice. But we're talking about water energy acceleration here. So for an attack, you get to grab five water energy and spread them out however you want. But you can also just kind of like do that multiple different ways already in water. Yeah. Yeah, we got Frost Moth. We got uh, Melanie. Uh, we got the Capacious Bucket to find those um, energies to kind of help that along. Um, for one energy cost to do it seems pretty pretty all right i mean obviously it's very um energy efficient to do that but at that point you're not doing damage and you might be losing a turn so i don't know um in a, in a world where frostmoth might go away like because I, I i'm just thinking i think frostmoth is d block in a world a year from now when mm -hmm. we rotate these out and then this will this will be there it might be useful because you can't frost moth at that moment, but and you're still trying to get a bunch of water energy on the board for whatever purpose. But um, yeah, I just don't. See the yeah, need I think moment. after he might see again in a year or so. Um, but like I said before the show, like we were talking, even Blastoids kind of fills that niche a little better. I think yeah. um, with doing damage, um, we'll we'll see. Um, not too hype on him right now, but again, like you said, in a year after, you know, those acceleration cards go away, um, potentially we'll see, but like, again, not really Pokemon related. Um, when I look at this VMAX though, it just makes me want to go and get crab legs because it's, <laughs> <laughs> they're so prevalent in that picture right there. It just makes me hungry. <laughs> I don't know if that's what they were going for not to, to go out and let's all go get Kinglers, but yeah, let's go have some Kingler crab legs, okay? <laughs> so let's move on. I know you wanted to talk about one other one. The rest of them are kind of meh. Yeah, I mean, um, I will so say there's a new Pikachu that you won't use. I mean, if you want to use it to evolve to the VMAX, you can, but it's not worth. Uh, it doesn't have that cool of abilities or attacks. Uh, I was, I did like that. Another one that we can gloss over is there's a new Greedon that has a really cool piece of art if you like Greedons. If you don't like Greedens, yes. uh, you may just rip I know the card. exactly who to get this for for their birthday. <laughs> um, but the other one that I do like that they're getting in, a new card and new abilities is Zamazenta V. Um, 
Wait, what? Well, you said it wrong. Zamazesta. I'm sorry. Zamazesta. Yeah. That's what I forgot. It's Zamazesta on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so Zamazesta V, it's got 220 HP this time. It has ability, but it's not that you can't hit him. It's you can use this ability once during your turn. If you do, your turn ends. You discard your hand and draw five cards. A neat a draw ability. We've seen it a little bit better on 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 some other thing. Well, like Talonflame has an attack that you can use on your first turn to get one more card. Yeah. But um, it's a neat draw ability. Not necessarily better than Zacian's, but something different. Uh, but I do like his attack in Revenge Burst. So it's a metal color colorless. Metal and two colorless. Uh, it's 120 damage, and this attack does 30 damage, 30 more damage for each prize card your opponent has already taken. So a potential 150 more damage um, to max out at 270. So that's a pretty cool attack. Uh, we've mm-hmm. all liked double for that purpose. So um, I it just so he's a double that's not as as bulky with the doubles ability that you know reduce damage um and having that draw ability early game k- kind of helps but again uh marnie's a card so i, I don't know i think i would pref- double he's a saucer so the attack may be better because of the, the metal saucers but late game are you gonna have those um maybe uh but so i would think Attack wise, he's better than double. Um, but for the ability, I think I would rather play double. The art is pretty sweet too. I don't know. Um, I just like the card. I kind of have a thing. I like Sam Azesta. He's a good park, he's a good Pokemon. He just doesn't necessarily get all the love he deserves because he's shield dog and not sword dog. Yeah, sword dog gets way, way more love for sure. Um, also, I know on a side note, uh, because of these, uh, you'll love this part of. Uh, Crushing Hammer is getting reprinted as well. It's going to have an F. Let's go. F regulation <laughs> mark. So it's not going away. Prepare to flip and lose. So I feel that we're going to be talking about Crushing Hammers here in a little bit, anyways, going into our meta discussion. Crushing Dream since 2019. That's what it <laughs> way before that. All right. And that's going to, that's really much the news in a nutshell there. Yep. So. We can move right into our big, big topic for the day. So, yep. So let's go ahead and talk about the meta diversity um, in this very early Sword and Shield uh, only meta. Uh, it's been very exciting so far. Like we've kind of mentioned before, um, you know, Dragapult's back. Um, Ice Rider's still a deck um, is very, very respected. Um, but there's so many other decks out there that can be played. Um, with a reasonable chance to expect that you'll do well, obviously, if you, you know, you play well or draw the right cards. So it it really feels like the meta is really wide open, um, aside from you just running into your your weakness deck. But if you're in in any kind of deck that's kind of just, um, you know, not weakness matchup kind of a thing, feels like it's always kind of a 50-50 or like, you know, decision making means a lot more right now. Um, so the game has kind of, you know, opened up in that sense. Uh, you, you do see different attacking Pokemon. Um, so the diversity of different attackers is there. Like you, you ran down a list of Urshifu's, of Calyrexes, Dragapult, mm-hmm. Zacians, Turnus still attacks, Umbreon, Eevee's out the wazoo. Um, I'm seeing Rayquazas are on here, uh, Sableyes, uh, Duraludon, um, 
Zayshin still a thing too. Yeah. Uh, um, so lots, of, and there was also Singapore. We got the Malamar. We got Reggie Drago. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, I've even attested. Uh, you know, Baby Leonzard um, still seems pretty good. A lot of different variants of attackers. There is one thing that's not too diverse in your support Pokemon, though. In Inteleon, is a common Inteleon. factor along a lot of these decks. Um, they see these X plus Inteleon. Uh, so you're going to see that drizzle and quick shooting with maybe a, a shady dealings uh, Inteleon packed into a yeah, lot of the, decks to the, do that consistency draw. It really went from Dedenne just to dump your hand plus professors plus Crobat straight into that slower methodical. I'm going to evolve. Um, and then pick the card I want uh, per turn or pick multiple cards I want per turn, um, kind of a meta. Um, yeah, before we break into the decks, do you think that's um, healthier for the game or do you think it's it may be a little bit less healthy for the game? So what do you prefer, the the dump and change to Dene that was for the pass or are you, you liking this kind of, um, well, you know, single pass? I'm, I, so, like, the only difference with... Uh, whether you think it's healthy or not, uh, the Intelli like Italians being prevalent, it's just it's it's a different um, consistency engine than we've been used to because before it was not really consistency; it's just to dump into Denny and burn your through your cards. So Intellion is more of like let's go get the cards we need closer to what we've seen um, with maybe like a Greens engine, but a mm -hmm. Pokemon. Um, so. It's different. The only thing I will say is if everything becomes like the only thing we use is Inteleon, X Pokemon plus Inteleon. I don't know if that's rightly help healthy for the meta. It, it will probably feel bad at that point because I've already had a few games where it's like a late game, uh, very close. And it's like, well, if they have a level ball um, or Evo Incent, they just win because they find boss yeah. <laughs> or, or they or they find, you know, that Raihan they needed or something to that effect. Um, it. it does leave a lot of options open um, for decision making, especially that mid game, I think. Um, but, you know, late game, I think it's kind of obvious what the game state needs to happen for each side. So we'll see. Uh, not that, you know, finding a quick ball into a Dene and then another quick ball to a Crobat to find your boss is much better because, uh, you know, it's maybe just as much of a chance that that's going to happen, just yeah. kind of a different um way to get there but we'll see i mean the engine definitely has changed uh from where we we're at and i think the Inteleon at least leaves every other kind of deck kind of viable um you know yeah. so you can get you know whatever color attacker you want having you know that those those consistencies with Inteleon really kind of opens that up so we we can kind of um jump into those i do before we do that though i guess um so there's kind of two different types of decks. There's there is Inteleon with Path to the Peak, um, or you know you have your ability Pokemon that kind of do their thing too. Occasionally, will have the Inteleon engine as well. But I think you know you have those decks that are Path decks only, and then you have those decks that are trying more ability drawn decks that kind of draw a line there in the sand. Yeah, I mean, the path being prevalent as well, like, kind of, like, it makes it those ability-driven decks a little bit harder to be consistent because then you really have to worry about um, path, like, being able to bump path. And 
if your draw is on an ability, then you can't really like, if you don't already have the bump in your hand, then you can't really go get more. Yep. So it's, that's where like, it's an iffy, iffy thing for those. So like path on top of Inteleon makes it doubly good, I guess. So, I mean, yeah, it's really whether your, your Pokemon have abilities that you, you want to use like a Rayquaza or something like that, that whether you're going to put it path in there or not. Yeah, I uh, know. I agree. Uh, we'll see. It'll be t- time to tell to see, you know, what decks kind of, you know, stand out a little bit more. Um, but let's kind of jump into some of these deck archetypes and break them down that way. Um, so let's start off with spread decks where well, we've got, like we stated already, um, Dragapult, we've got Rapstrike, Urshifu, we got, we got Jolteon, we got, Zara Aura and Friends kind of a deck. Um, I don't know if I'm missing anything else um, at the moment, but how do you feel about spread decks um, in the current meta? Um, and we'll kind of do a breakdown about those. Um, but let's start off with uh, Rapid Strike Urshifu. How do you feel that where that deck is right now and the viability? Um, I mean, viability, I think a spread is in general a good option right now. Rapid Strike would be a a really good option because it hits for the heart like one of the most damage to the bench at least well it does at least two that's yeah. a bonus um so your his ability to take single prizers and take turn them into basically double like two prizers yeah is uh worthwhile the only thing holding urshifu back right now is the prevalence of psychic in the meta with shadow rider and dragapult which is another spread deck yeah. Um. So that's the only thing holding back because of the weakness. But like Urshifu is a really good option, be- and especially since there's no more bench barrier. Yeah, I think Urshifu is still a pretty good option, even against the Dragapult, if you can get set up, because you can still take six prizes in one turn, especially with the Passimian, uh, plus the the goggles. Uh, so you're taking, you know, you're trying to. Um, use back to back rapid slow G Max rapid flow um, with the addition of Raihan um, being able to accelerate energies if they, you know, response knock you out or something to that effect and like just take six prizes that way. Um, so I think it's still pretty good. Um, archetype right now, I think it's going to be less played because, like you said, Dragapult um, and uh, the Calyrax. Um, but we'll, we'll see. It's still going to be one of those decks that are going to at least get, you know, five, five to 10 percent plus um, of the meta share in any of these bigger and tournaments. So it's, it's, it's still going to be a, a, a good chunk of meta share out there. Um, mm-hmm. So you're probably going to face one in a tournament. Yeah. So, so another one I want to talk about and even before Dragapult is this Jolteon. And originally I kind of had it like it wasn't just quite good enough or anything like that. Um, but you're already saying, you know, with, with the Urshifus, you, you can take two bench uh, Pokemon down uh, because he's hitting a pretty big number, 120 um, naturally. But this Jolteon for one energy and a his badge um, basically snipes the Inteleon line um, like early game where he can't really set up. Um, so you're taking a guaranteed prize there, especially how he's so prevalent in the meta right now. Um, or he can just kind of, you know, set up that math. Um, so how, how do you think Jolteon kind of fits into this new meta? Um, well, that speed being able to take out those Inteleon, that's the one thing you 
you can do what I've noticed in, in, in the current state with the Intel, if you're going against something with the Intelli online, if you mm-hmm. can hamper their ability to have something that they can evolve that turn to use those abilities, um, you're doing yourself a favor, even if you're not like winning the prize race with what you're knocking out. Yeah. Because you're going to slow them down so much because those evolutions with the shady dealing abilities are so kind of relied upon to get exactly what they need. Yeah, I agree. Um, like I said, I, th- I was kind of sleeping on this, but I think as long as you see um, shady dealings being prevalent, I think Jolteon will have a place in the meta. Um, also, I'm um, hitting for weakness on some of these water decks. Um, still pretty good. We'll see how that kind of shakes out. Uh, if Urshifu does start to see more play, it's maybe just kind of an auto loss on um, that matchup, but Still poised, I think, with that energy efficiency. Uh, just one attach. All you need to do is go first, attach energy, and start smacking things. Yeah, I mean, even with the Urshifu matchup, though, you got to be able to set up. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if Jolteon can set up just a little bit faster than Urshifu, you might not be able to get Urshifu might not be able to get those one shots that it needs before Jolteon can just start picking things off. Yep. All right, so Dragapult, uh, my favorite deck, um, Psychic, obviously. Um, we've had him in the meta longer than, you know, these other guys. Um, he kind of had a really good showing during Rebel Clash, uh, the era when, it, you know, that first came out. But then ever since the turn of this kind of came into the show, we kind of haven't seen much. Um, but with the turn of this kind of just being clunky um, in, in general and not having a lot of good matchups outside of the Psychic, um, and then also having the prevalence of the shady dealings with the snipe shooting uh, Inteleon really fixes that math and, again, preying on more Inteleon. So how do you feel Dragapult is in, in the meta right now as far as these spread decks? I mean, Dragapult's good. It's always – there's a reason why it's hung around since – well, it's not hung around, but it's always been – like, people go back to it since Mm -hmm. it's been released so they're trying like they will go back to it every new set and see what they can add to it what can bring it back up i mean when even when battle styles came out it was like let's put it put dragapult with urshifu just because you know yeah all all kinds of different things so it's one of those pokemon that That was clunk city right there but (laughs) (laughs) but there's one of those pokemon that are just really powerful so it's gonna be a good force in the meta and being able to drop 50 damage wherever you like can just like you kind of can play puppet strings with a little like and make yourself checkmate scenarios so that even if xyz happens you can just hit with this and still take knockout i agree um another thing with this dragapult deck um special energies aren't being played in a lot of decks obviously the urshifu is playing special energies and i guess jolteon could have that um, speed lightning but that horror psychic energy is is kind of seeing a resurgence as well with the dragapult because it's another math fixer so typically you'll hit you're hitting 130 if they hit you back say you just have one they're at that 150 which is kind of that almost magic spot for like that two hit and you, you usually want that 160 but if you can get some um you know intellions out there pinging him for damage on top of that um or a two shot is realistic uh, for Dragapult, um, as well as just uh, being able to conserve that energy, so uh, or that that damage, so you can 
put the energy or the damage where you need it when you need it um, and then kind of make decisions as you go. And I think this one's just a little bit cooler because you do have that decision making where you can spread that 50 to five different Pokemon if you would like to. Um, with the Urshifu, with the Jolteon, it goes to one place. It it does its work, but uh, you're most of the time overkilling. Um, so you're, you're wasting a lot of damage um, to your opponent's side of the board. Uh, so I think that's where the appeal for Dragapult is. Yeah, and, and you're on your point. I've always liked horror psychic energy. I mean, of the 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 special energies they give out that have been for specific types, like I I thought horror is really one of the top mm -hmm. of the the bar. Um, and it does it does play with math for you, like where your opponent doesn't even really kind of see it because no one takes into consideration whether they're. It, sometimes people don't take into consideration that they are going to hit you so that they're going to put that 20 extra damage on you. Yeah. Cause you have like the game, it's like, I have to hit him. So like it's going to happen, but then they don't calculate in the fact that you're going to have 20 extra damage on you. Yeah. Agreed. So it is a sneaky math fixer. Um, so Dragapult points being a really good spot right now. Yep. Um, and uh, that last uh, that last archetype with spread at least is Zeraora and friends. Like you got Blaziken and, and other other decks um, quite like that. So how do you feel that Zeraora fits in, or does it really kind of deserve to see a lot of space in this meta right now? I mean, I like it's. A, I don't know. I I've never been able to make Zeraora work consistently. Mm -hmm. um, it's just like the ability to be able to just blow something up on the bench the way that zero aura can yeah is really neat to pull off to be honest but it's kind of like you hurt your head trying to get there <laughs> yeah it's it's reversed from how other decks like to play because they normally will be hitting that you know the the active for more and then the bench is you know just taking a little bit less but this is actually damaging the bench more so it's always like that weird kind of thing sometimes you want to boss up your uh your opponent that has a you know you know you want to do the damage the opposite where you want to do more damage to what's in the active so you boss him something up just to put him on the bench to knock it out so it's kind of uh backwards in that way yeah and and it's just but my trouble is i always have like weird i can never line it up because you have to mm -hmm. you have to hit with something before it and then it does the extra attack so, I mean, maybe it's just me not being able to play it right, but it just, it seemed like it was the, it's awesome, but it doesn't, the juice isn't worth the squeeze sometimes. Yeah, I agree. So I agree. You're just a little bit more straightforward. It would have, you would have won anyway. Okay. So we kind of went over the four spread deck options were the, the main, um, I'm sure there's other, other ones that I'm potentially missing but let's go ahead and rank these just in a spread and we're not talking about head-to-head -head because obviously some of these um, have weaknesses but just kind of their place in the meta so what would you rank um you know uh, let's just start four going all the way up to one what would you rank these um i would put that well zero aura and friends is, is four i would probably put jolty on at three Mm -hmm. So I could argue, I could see someone putting Urshifu there, but I'm going to put Urshifu at two and Dragapult at one, um, just because that's where I think it's going to shake out. Just in in the meta, I think Dragapult trumps the Urshifu. Yeah, I, I I tend to agree with where where we are right now um, to the same power rankings as that. Um, obviously, we live in an evolving meta. 
where there's always changes. So we're I'm kind of interested to see, especially with Dragapult being that single attach per turn. Are we going to see, you know, the return of Crushing Hammers, or are we going to see more of Umbreon in this deck or that deck or every deck just to kind of combat, you know, uh, Dragapult's presence? I don't. I mean, if that it, 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 those two are probably going to go back and forth on that. Yeah. One, so. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, I'm hoping we don't see the return of Crushing Hammers because you, like you said, crushing dreams since 2019. But uh, uh, it, it's one of those things where I don't think that Crushing Hammers will come back or should come back currently because Dragapult is kind of an anomaly with, where most of these meta decks um, are so energy efficient. Like Jolting only said, you just need one with the, with the badge. Um, a lot of these, like they, they have energy acceleration. So you have, you know, your, your single strike box, you know, with, with the hound dooms, you've got, um, frost moth still, you still have shadow rider, Calyrax and all those different kind of things. So I don't think crushing hammers doesn't come back quite yet. Uh, maybe if we get multiple decks where they're similar to Dragapult, but even with that, you still have Rihon to potentially, um, you know, get, get kind of energy acceleration there. I think you're going to see more Umbreons, if anything else, um, just random Umbreons. I don't see it coming back either um, because the, the point of the, where we're at with the engines that we're going with Inteleon, like you're not, you're not shady dealings for a crushing hammer. Like that's because then if you yeah. flip, yeah then it's just a waste a waste Uh, of a few resources uh that's what like it's in a a meta where you dump cards like okay well i was probably going to discard that anyway so let me throw a flip card in that might give me an advantage yeah crushing hammers are a little bit more playable in a in a meta where you're trying to pick out the cards you want to play like i I, on a flip i don't think you want to play that because you can't guarantee yourself any more of them like yeah most of the time it's just a i don't know i just don't see it happening as much because that you don't see as many and you you really need to play like two to three to make sure that you get the result that you want unless you're just you know you know running hot but oh there's always those games but there's those games that you just flip tails constantly and then it's just a wasted deck space all right let's jump on to the next archetype and these are these um these big V maxes that are designed to go right through you, um, hit, hit you from zero to dead um, or full to dead, I guess uh, these one shot lists. So we've got, we got our single strike Urshifu. We've got the new kid on the block uh, Rayquaza. And then there's also, also a new list that's kind of resurfacing, especially with the rise of Raihan. We've got our Sableyes with any kind of deck that kind of just, puts damage counters so we have the intellions as well with the with the sniping we have uh was it wheezing and still that we got the appleton line as well um to get that damage going uh, plus six is always a option so um one shot lists pretty fun uh let's talk let's start with sableye this let's start with the spice um, um well that's that's something i've been seeing coming out there's sableye intellion and then there's uh, they call it wheezing intellion too but it's just you're using um, Sableye to blow up something, but mm-hmm. you're getting damage counters on it. Um, the one that I'm I'm more hyped about is the the wheezing one because then you're you're putting him up there and you're putting damage out with his poison attack, and 
you're blocking the opponent's ability to use ability like abilities across the board. So you're yeah. also stalling them out so that you can get yourself set up to then hopefully put some damage counters on something and then blow it up because Sableye doesn't need that many um, to take out a yep. VMAX at 60 times. No, he doesn't need much. I think it's what, five, five to six? Um, um, to take. It's, yeah, it, it's, I think it's only max five because that's 300 damage mm-hmm. plus you've already done damage. So yeah, that should take care of whatever else you have. So I, I'm pretty excited about this um, because I, I, I played, I'm sure some people have already seen that I've played that Appleton uh, stabilized list um, and where it kind of was a very fun list and can one shot things. It was more in that meme territory, um, mainly because energy acceleration. You had no means of energy acceleration. So if you had a sable eye get knocked out um, with energy on it, and you you didn't really have a response for at least a turn or so. So now with the addition of Raihan, if you're able to get a sable eye out there, already have a backup one, you can Raihan into double energy plus take knockout. So I think this has a little bit more viability um, than it did in the past, no matter what your damage spread options are. Um, just because the, the introduction of Raihan, uh, I think it makes it very key for him um, to, to have relevance. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, how about we talk about the other new, new kid on the block? You want to talk about, okay, so I know I was really hyped when he came out, uh, or announced at least. Um, and I know you've been really hyped on him. Rayquaza V, uh, VMAX, um, new kid on the block. Dragon type, no weakness, uh, and only for what four energies you need to discard. You're one shotting anything um, in the game, and he has his own draw ability uh, with his ability. Like uh, you just discard your hand and draw three, so it's very great uh, to be able to discard energy and then kind of maybe get Flaffy's up there um, or just kind of draw into the cards you need. Uh, there's been a lot of different archetypes with him with uh being able to you know get his energy up and running i find for me i like it better with flaffy uh I, well i like having a flaffy line in there um but octillery having at least one in there i find is fun because you have that ability to find one you can find energy um with the new rapid strike uh energies um you can find a stadium um, for the rapid strike stadium to to one be able to switch and two um, be able to bump the all those uh, path to peak because the the main weakness to Rayquaza is path to the peak um, that a lot of times just shuts you down right then and there uh, you can't really do much at that point um, but having the ability to have a Pokemon to be able to let the deck keep going and pick what you need um, and find supporters and all that is pretty decent. And then also at least having it one Bolton, I think is really, really important to get him set up for that math. Um, That's been my, my kind of issue with it running. Um, I'm, I was hyped on it. I think it still can be good. I don't, I, the addition of path to the peak, just kind of like, it's the one card. It's the one engine or deck mm -hmm. that doesn't want to play Inteleon. And it doesn't need the Inteleon for anything, so it doesn't need, and it already needs to do Mareeps because that's going to give it more benefit. Yeah. So it it 
draw literally is off of itself and for a, a draw three discard like discard your hand draw three it, it'll get the cards it needs but when it can't draw it's always playing with a small hand so when it can't cycle cards like it wants yeah it just stumbles and yeah. you don't have anything else now rayquaza will not usually get one shot by anything but it's its own worst enemy because it's still going to give up three prizes because you're just going to two shot it while it's stumbling. Yeah. I mean, right now it is a little clunky and I've seen a lot of different builds with it. Um, and that's why I was kind of going to that octillery range. Now I do think Rose should be in this and I've had lots of games where, you know, mid game, you already have your, your special energy attached. You can kind of rose plus uh, maybe one flaffy and an attach and you're good to go. Um, and I think having versatility of energy acceleration is huge for this deck. Um, but like you said, I think it's its own worst enemy right now because when it's doing its thing is wanting to have a low hand size. Um, and currently with path to the peak being so prevalent, prevalent, if I can speak correctly, uh, it, it definitely hinders it and it kind of pushes it down. When If Path wasn't such a huge thing, I think it would be seeing a lot more uh, success, but again, because of the no weakness. But Path is really, really kind of hindering this deck more than other decks that rely on abilities. It's not... Um, my my. I know a lot of the conversation, too, was when it's like, you'll just... Oh, Urshifield, just take out the Mareeps. Yeah. Urshifu will just take out some reaps, but that's why you run other forms of acceleration like mm -hmm. a Molten or a Rose. Rose works excellent in this deck, and I mean, it's really you Rose, you have a almost a KO. Like, if you can Rose and attach an energy, you can take out a B. If yeah. you can Rose and a Mareep and an attach, then you've got a KO on a B Max. It's like, uh, if there's multiple ways to get to the KO of a VMAX with Rayquaza. It's just that uh, you can't turn off any of the abilities when you get there. Like that's the, that has been my single handed, like the card that cruxes it the most. Um, and there's no good stadium search at the moment that you can just go get one at the, at the drop of a dime. So. Octillery, octillery. Yeah. I just, Another another Pokemon <laughs> just finds more even more clunky. I don't know. I, I, at this you, point, you I think right, that you need but... it. Uh, but uh, again, uh, <laughs> I haven't had much success, uh, it, you know, in a, in a large scale with Rayquaza yet. Um, but somebody will break him eventually. It, it might take another set. He's probably not going to be, you know, a number one S tier like I was hoping he would be um, off the bat. Uh, but I think I think there's still versatility and room for him in the game um but definitely, enough about replause for him. him yeah he's got uh, he's definitely like I, I don't know how to explain it but he's got more potential than he can unleash at the moment yes it always feels like you're just one card short or just one turn short with him um but yeah. he always feels dangerous so that's, um that's <laughs> it's kind of how i felt with my my uh my pet deck of last format without creamy is i always felt like i was one turn behind where i needed to be every game like i was just like well i'm gonna boss and lose here but i had the game next turn yeah and like rayquaza is the exact same way you just need something to just turn it to 
10 instead of I'm nine. sure we'll get some kind of support because I think the Pokemon wants to see Rayquaza be, you know, prevalent and maybe more so than they were hoping to start. All right. Well, what about the last one we have? So we got you know, the single strike plan. Urshifu. So I've been really excited about this deck since I've seen it come out. Um, our local uh, Devin has been playing it. Um uh, with with the addition of Umbreon VMAX, both being, you know, with the Urshifu being single strike, and so is the, you know, the Umbreon. So they're a very good pair together um, with the Hound Dunes um, and just kind of hitting for multiple different kind of weaknesses, being able to hit through those, you know, those walling decks um, just has a lot of options and feels pretty good in this current metagame because this metagame isn't quite what it used to be as far as um, Dedenne for all that stuff like we've talked about. So it, this is one of those decks that, you know, can set up between two to three turns and then just start wailing on things and consistently knock guys out. So it feels pretty good to me uh, currently. Uh, how do you feel about this deck? I have not put a lot of time with Single Strike or Shifu. Um, I just haven't really played it. I played it a few times when it, it came out uh, in Battle Styles. And, I mean, being able to just... It one punch man anything mm -hmm. you want is nice it just always i don't know i just never could make it work consistently and yeah uh, now it seems like it's getting a little closer to consistent so oh yeah so like you were saying with rayquaza you kind of similar with the single strike back in the day when it first came out is you just couldn't quite set up consistently but i think umbreon really opens the door in many different ways where he's a backup attacker um, but he also allows you to gust with, you know, still being able to go through your deck with professors and do all those different kind of things. So I think um, he's just kind of set up. He's poised to do a lot better um, just for that fact alone. Plus, you know, he, he's he's just one shotting anything with all those <laughs> with all those uh, uh, energies, uh, the single strike energy. So maybe still not. S tier, but definitely a deck that you can play and expect, you know, if you're running pretty decently, that you'll have a good chance to, to win. Yeah, definitely. So, so let's where do you rank where do you rank these? I'll let you start. Okay, so I'm gonna say uh currently we're gonna go single strike as number one. Um I need to do more testing with both Sableyes and Drakewaza, but I I think Ray Ray is just is still number two there. And, you know, you got Sableye's three, but that can definitely change. Um, we'll see how, what Ryan has to say about this. Yeah. Um, I'm going to stick with, I'm going to go with you, except, I don't know, depending, uh, you catch me on a bad day, I might drop Rayquaza down to four. Put <laughs> in the fourth place. <laughs> Four, a different deck yeah, there's, there's <laughs> another deck that goes there. Yeah. We don't, we're not even talk about it. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I still have Rayquaza too, because it has, when it works you're just like ha and you just feel so good but then there's big games that you just don't you don't yeah. feel good about it at all it will be there one day it, it, it's missing something but we'll get there yeah all, all right. right so let's jump into a couple more archetypes we've got some single prizers um we've got that reggie drago uh, malamar baby charizard and i'm sure there's other ones too um, but those, those are the, the three that come to mind to me those are the big three that I think I've seen played recently um, more more Reggie Drago and Malamar, and then there I have seen some Charizard. So, um, um, so what? How do you feel that single prizers in general fit in? 
Uh, do you think that they're worth playing, um, especially with spread decks being so many options like we've already talked about, or since the meta is diverse enough, do you think they have a place? You know, there's no more ADP to hold it back. The, is spread holding it back that much, or is it worth playing? Um, I don't know if spread's holding it back that much. It might be a lot more. Uh, I don't. They're probably tougher sledding, and you might kind of look at at playing like a rapid strike Urshifu deck a little bit more like a punt, like maybe I punt to this, or you have to get things just right. And then yeah. in that matchup, because even if they G max rapid flow, but then you can somehow still hit it back with, uh, and take a KO, like you're mm-hmm. still winning the prize trade on that. Um, but that's a tall order for like a rapid strike Malamar or even a Reggie Drago. Um, uh, but it all depends on how well you can stream those attackers. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the, that's the that's the thing with single prizers. You're you need to you know always have a backup attacker and kind of have that way to get that energy back on them. Um, do we want to kind of break down these? Or I, I think most of these decks are kind of already you know talked about. We've already talked about Malamar um, yeah. in in length. Same with Charizard. Reggie Drago is a little different, but I think it's more just getting Cherum up there. Uh, and being able to manually attach the fire and then get those um, those yeah. grasses out there, but that one's still not necessarily one shotting. So I don't know how do you, it, it, how do you feel Reggie Drago is compared to those other two? Um, I mean, I've played against it. It's pretty pretty good. Uh, it's just all about getting the cherums going. Yeah. I mean, Reggie Drago has a pretty decent attack. Um, it's just. I mean, that 240 is a, a good number for Vs and stuff like that, but um, it's all about getting Cherims going so that you can stream the the Dragos because that that's because he's a basic, that's the easiest to stream in. You just drop him and drop all the energy you need and then send him, send him to the fight. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think single prizes are worth playing. I don't think they're going to be S tier. I think they'll probably be B tier. Um, but if you had to rank these three, um, how would you rank them? Um, for me, it's uh, it's going to be Malamar, Reggie. Well, Malamar one, Reggie one, Reggie two, and then Charizard three. That's um, fair. I just haven't seen a lot of Charizard success. I mean, I, it can still succeed. I just haven't seen a lot of it. Well, I'll have to bring them to league and crush you guys with them, uh, with with the Raihan there. <laughs> my, be my guest. I always for like sure. a good single prize deck. Oh, for sure. I do same here. All right. So if we're going from single strikes, let's talk about these V Pokemon, just purely V attacking Pokemon. We've seen um, two kind of be pre- prevalent again uh, with yeah. big words here um, with the addition of Ludicolo. Um, Ludicolo is not a meme. <laughs> it is actually coming out there and doing work, um, but that's really boosting up Suicune and Zacian, um, both pretty efficient attackers. How do you feel about these guys? Um, I mean, uh, Suicune and Ludo, like and Zacian themselves are, are just for real attackers. And then yeah, being able, I mean, it's they both usually they both run with Inteleon and being able to boost that for a turn because you um, you have to boost basics on Ludicolo, uh, yeah. being able to take out a V is just, or not a V, a V max, being able to 
basically dial them up, get their power over 9,000 and yeah. take out VMAXs is good. I mean, they're fast. They're also fast enough that, and they hit for enough damage. If Suicune's the, the, the one that I don't know, but I don't know how long he'll be good, but sweet. Um, they both can just take out a V quickly. Yeah. So I think they're both really good in the V max matchups because they're still winning that prize trade because of their, um, how easy they are to get up and running with the energy you got, you know, Suicune only takes two to do his attack Zacian with three, but obviously his metal saucers have always been a thing in Trepid Sword. Um, so theoretically you're taking, you know, a three prizer out with, with the Ludicolo, uh, help of Ludicolo, um, and then trading three prizes for two, and you're going to win that matchup any time of the, uh, you know, any time you have that there. Um, I think they are versatile enough and quick enough that they can still compete with those single prize decks. Um, I think what hurts it is spread and path to the peak. Um, both of these decks uh, really like to use their ability, especially Zacian, um, especially early game, but if you can kind of control them with, you know, Marnie path to the peak kind of a thing that kind of slows down <laughs> their speed. Yeah. Zayskin, you can definitely slow down with the path. Uh, Suicune, I mean, you can still power it. Like you, you want, you can, his ability is nice, but you, you can still keep trugging along without with path. I mean, I've seen path in Suicune's. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just Suicune is it offers a, a your opponent can see exactly what you want to do and then basically deny you damage Yeah, by not playing Pokemon. That's all. Like, yeah, you can play around it for sure. Uh, but uh, with saying that, um, Echoing Horn uh, finds its way into Suicune. Uh, I've seen uh, a few players online or on streams pull that out. Um, and that was the difference uh, maker on the math. Yeah, I mean, you can't, I mean getting your own getting your own damage the way you need need to with your your cards with using echoing horn is a way to go about it and that's it's a it's a fantastic play in that deck for but sure like like that's the only thing that keeps me hesitant on how long sweet kuna be because it depends on how if you just don't bench pokemon like I can't see everyone playing like four echoing horns in their deck in that no deck to, and even at that sometimes they're not in your discard <laughs> yeah yeah so I mean, it's just playing around uh, the the matchup. Like, don't discard the Pokemon. Only put one on your bench or whatever you need on your bench. Yeah. Yep. Um, all, right. all right. So let's jump into a couple more VMAX decks and then kind of call it there for the meta diversity. I think uh, we've had a lot of good discuss discussion so far with lots of different types of decks. Um, but let's go into, we've got both Calyraxes. Um, We've got Eternatus that that's always there, and then I, I have to mention um, Victini, or else Judge Bunny, aka Darren from Oregon Pokemon, will will kill me there uh, because <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, deck I mean, still can be a thing too. Yeah, I mean, looking at um, Vmax decks, there's still a good amount of options. Like you said, both 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 riders, um, Leafeon is still a thing as well at yeah. the moment. Um, still performs pretty well. And then uh, Sylveon is another one that can do pretty well, even though that's kind of more of a box with Rapid Strike in it because of the different Pokemon. But I've yeah. seen Sylveon work and work pretty well. Um, and then I, I haven't seen Victini played, but if 
Victini's still pretty good, especially this is a meta where most decks want to go first. I, I, um, and Victini can definitely do it, especially if you're having, you know, you have uh, your Victini out there, attach energy, get a Sobble out there. Um, and then if you get to, you know, evolve, you can boss, you know, KO anything that's getting set up um, pretty easily. I think it can, especially if one prizers come into the meta, it can definitely struggle with one prizers um, that have more than 100 HP. Um, but I definitely think, especially if Leafeon sees a lot of play, it could maybe jump in there as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I was just going to say, I didn't, I haven't seen it a lot being played, but I might have a sneaky big deck build coming down the pipeline here with a Victini in it. So, yeah, a lot of people are counting fire out uh, currently uh, with no welder, uh, giant hearth, all that, you know, the old love there. Victini doesn't make... really need that. Any kind of kind of energy you know, spread to himself with the V and V Max um, being able to set up his deck. Uh, you know, consistently there too with energy. Um, so we'll see. Uh, Victini's still can be a sneaky play, like I said. Yeah. Um, but as far as single prize, or I'm sorry, V Maxes, I think it's still uh, Cali Ra Shadow Rider Calyrax. Um, Underworld Door, I think it's the best ability in the game. Um, being able to accelerate energies um, and then doing extra damage, drawing cards. Um, and then with the addition, now we are losing the Whorehouse GX, uh, but we are getting, uh, we got the Articuno uh, mm -hmm. that definitely is a math fixer uh, that you didn't previously have. Uh, so the deck definitely has options with one prizers. You can even throw in a Cresselia there for that early game acceleration there. And it also helps with your math later on in the game, being able to take one shots. Yeah. Um it's still it's still going to be a really good deck uh, it's not really going to go anywhere it has different options to make up for the time it loses with not being able to horror house mm -hmm. um because that was its big uh like added piece before yeah was being able to buy those turns to get all those v maxes to then just draw through your deck and dump all the energy yeah you're you're not you're not um, disrupting your opponent, but you're still getting that same benefit of that all that ex that turn that you would have had um, previously lost. Now um, being able to get two more on there, or potentially four if you really want to get greedy with it. Um, but I think Shadow Rider is still in a really good place. Um, lot, all these decks are in a, a pretty good spot here. Um, the one I would say that I would not play out of just a straight V max deck that's hitting you is Eternatus. I think it's just a little too clunky. Um, and it's just the math doesn't quite work out if you're, you know, going into a matchup that has no weakness uh, considerations, it just feels bad. And you're doing so much more work to get to the point that it's just why play him over any other V max at this point. Yeah. It's just, it just seems like there's too many things that have been put out at this point. You're just like, You've been you you made this thing a huge thing from Darkness of Blaze, and then from that point on, you're like counter, 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 and it's just kind of like fine, we'll let it. And it's not even the counters; go. it's it's just it, everything else is more efficient. Yeah, and then every like it's just it, it still just doesn't seem to want to be like as efficient as possible. So it, everything else just seems to run smoother. So. No, I agree with that again. Um, but 
I think the I think the overall uh, feel is the meta is wide open. Um, you know, obviously a weakness is always a part, but in those even matchups, I think any color you want to pick VMAX, um, for the most part feels pretty good and at least worth playing in the past. Like if you were playing a deck, you're like, why are you even bothering with this? At least now you pick a Grim Snarl or any random, you know, VMAX deck, it might have a chance. And then it's not like, oh, why are you playing this? It, it, there is a you know a, a method to the madness and it can compete so i think if you, you guys haven't yet definitely experiment because this meta is definitely wide open yeah it's definitely at this point i'm seeing a lot of different experimentation and and new things pop up um like i, I don't remember wheezing being on the map last week it is this week um so it's just looking back through our 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 couple sets that we've had and, and find what might work and try and build around it and see um, what can come out of it. For sure. For sure. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what other people bring. Um, you know, we've already got a lot of new decks, um, some coming back from the dead, some new, um, but everything's wide open. Um, get out there and let's, uh, let's get some testing done. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to open up. I know I asked for some this week, so I was going to open the floor to some quick chat questions before we go. Yeah, for um, sure. Uh, you want to take these or you want to alternate or how do you want to do this? We can alternate if you want. There's some fun ones in here. Uh, and then there's some like more serious ones because we let, we basically said, ask me anything. Yeah. Our Discord. So we'll let, we'll let you start. We'll take the, the two more, I would say serious questions. And then there's a couple fun ones after that. So. Um, so I will take the question from, we actually kind of answered both of these throughout the podcast. <laughs> well, let's um, do it anyways. Well, we'll do Ryan's question first. What, what do you think of meta change in terms of diversity, which we've talked a lot about and how does it change your perspective on deck building? Uh, and are you taking hard or going for consistency, taking auto losses? That's, I think what we went into is that you're, you're kind of right now, you're just trying things out and you are kind of like taking your deck towards how do I make this the most consistent mm -hmm. to do what I want to do because you can't, I, it's really hard to guarantee what's going to be out in the meta. I mean, yeah. you can probably pick a good 30% of it with ice riders and chatter riders. And uh, there's going to be someone playing um, uh, that other guy. Uh, I'm blanking. Um, ice riders, shadow riders, riders, shadow riders, uh, Eternatus is, um, Dragapults. Dragapults. That's, yeah, that's the one I was looking for. There right. we go. They're gonna, you're gonna see them, but you're not gonna tech hard. You want to make sure what you're doing is working. Yeah. So I would tend to agree. You want to definitely go for more of that consistent build on no matter what build you're making, um, because it's important to get up and running. As far as you know, if you're you're trying to have a card in there to protect from an auto loss, I don't think any deck right now is. This is not the ADP. And Picaram show where we're taking like 40% of the meta between those two decks. Um, every deck has its cut of the pie. So you can't really anticipate, you know, in, in like I'm talking more online where there's a hundred of random people, obviously your local meta, you kind of know your, your, your locals and what they tend to play or what they want to play. But just in general, I think if you're trying to tech, for a specific matchup, it's probably not the best idea currently. 
because there's just too many decks out there to be playing. Yeah. And and right now, like be that we're new, I mean consistency I think is the way to build. Uh there are some tech decks that are going to be a little bit more techy. Um like I think Ice Rider is a little bit more has a little bit more flow for uh tech options because it's been it didn't change much after rotation. It's been sort of similar. So it knows what it kind of wants in the forms of a tech card, like maybe a Leon or something like that. Mm -hmm. And what's going to make it perform a little bit better where you're not, you're not rebuilding. You're not building something from the scratch where you shouldn't really be worrying about teching until you make sure it's consistent. Yeah, I agree. A thousand percent. All right. All right. Uh, let's go on to the next one. I got this one um, from our very own Duke of hobbies. Um, what are our impressions of Shadow Rider and Rayquaza in standard right now? We're going to start with that one. Um, and I think I know why he's asking this. Yeah, I think he's trying to get hit. he's right kind of a moment here. Um, and currently, yeah, Rayquaza is not quite um, living up to the bill that we were hoping for. Um, I don't think he's dead or useless because he, you know, we still have two years of Rayquaza. He will find met, met, meta relevance. Right now, he's just not quite there um but again if it works out and it, it maybe path of peak isn't seeing as much play for one, whatever reason um i think that Rayquaza could still be a fine play his matchup spreads are pretty decent uh you know aside from that because he could take out single prizers um fairly decent um ha if you're playing him with boltons um you know you have that electric attacker with the flappies really work well with that um again it depends on the build um, i think first and foremost i think we need to find a build that everybody finds is more the consensus consensus of way to play him and we haven't got there yet so we can't really judge him in a meta at that point i guess yeah i mean i'll be honest he's not really in in the meta enough to know if he's yeah he's not in the meta enough to know and, and I think also with having a established meta, we can see if he fits in better because there's this, like we said, it's the wild west right now. So there's a lot of decks that might not be seeing play in a month um, that he can kind of, sh you know, slide in there and, and maybe wreak havoc at that point. But as far as Shadow Rider, I don't think that it's really dropped off at all. I think it's still a top four deck. It's top um, four. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. Giving given any you know week or whatever it might get knocked down a little bit because of you know if umbreon seeing a lot of play um but aside from umbreon i just it, he's still so consistent with that underworld door um, yeah. having backup attackers single prizers um let's just face it the thing puts energy and puts energy on the board and draws cards it's not going to go away until it rotates it's going to be around for a yeah. while because that and, the ability to do that in this game is like the number one thing you want a card to do. Yeah. The only way I see him going away um, and not being relevant is if there is a card uh, that is announced that is, is a dark type. That's just like S tier. That's not going anywhere. You're seeing 20, 25% of the meta. Why would you play him at that point? Um, but currently there's not that, that just is a, Hey, I just beat you um, except for, you know, Umbreon, but still, even at that, yeah, you still have a chance. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, but he does have a second part of the question. And what do we think of Vaporeon VMAX? And we haven't talked about Vaporeon. Um, I haven't really got to test him out. I've seen a couple people, prevalent people, being testing um, with him. 
I don't want to give away decks because I was shown some decks that potentially have some good uh, maybe uses, but I don't want to, you know, just in case uh, we might see, you know, Vaporeon in the next uh, uh, Limitless tournament or two, you know, the top eight. Yeah, I, I haven't seen him take off. I'm just looking at in tournaments that I've seen. Uh, I see people trying. He's not bad. He's not great, but he is out there uh, being mm-hmm. played. Um, it's probably one of those things where they're still trying to figure out if Vaporeon can work uh, or, or just how how Vaporeon will can work best. No, I agree. Yeah, I think that's enough said there. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do uh, – we got a couple more here for some fun ones. Uh, we had uh, Ryan also asked for if I like uh, chicken or waffles. <laughs> or no, chicken and waffles. And yes, chicken and waffles. Chicken and waffles is good. I mean, it's, I've never actually had that combo. Like chicken and I've never ever had that combo. I'm not against it, but going, I mean, coming from the West Coast, I, that's not really a thing, at least in Southern California. Yeah. Uh, and then even I, I mean, being out here. Say for, it's not a huge thing. Like, I don't go out every Sunday and get chicken and waffles, but yeah. I've had it. It's good. I mean, I, I maybe I need to go and try it. Like I've been out here for almost 10 years now and I haven't done it. Uh, so maybe that's a, a venture yeah. <laughs> to do uh, in the past. It all, it all depends on what kind of, uh, how the chicken is done on the waffle. So and for yeah, sure, it all depends on how well it's made. Yeah, of, of course. All right. Um, I'll say, I'll just do another quick one um, from uh, Tim, double T. Uh, I'm going to ask this one because I know, I think I, I remember your answer. Does pineapple belong on pizza? That's a 1,000% heck yes. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Although. Oh, I love you. You're the only one else I, I know that actually enjoys pineapple on pizza. Oh, oh yeah. Again, West Coast. Um, great, great thing. Uh, although I do have to say most people do it wrong when they have pineapple because everybody's like, oh, pineapple and Canadian bacon. Wrong. 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 Throw that Canadian bacon off. No. That doesn't. No. Pepperoni and pineapple. Pepperoni is just that much more salty with the sweet, with the pineapple, makes it pop a thousand times better. So if you're going pineapple, you need pepperoni. Get get that Canadian bacon off there. I don't like Canadian bacon either. Like I don't like Canadian bacon where it's like the hammy like bacon. Yeah, yeah. No. It's just ham. I, 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 the weakest I, of the meats. I mean, I would like, I, I would just use regular bacon. I do like pineapple, uh, Hawaiian pizza, which does have ham on it. But I mean, it is, I also, the place I get it also puts bacon on it too. So it's equaled out. I, I, it's, it deserves a spot on pizza and I don't care what anyone else says. No, I second that. Uh, we need, (laughs) we need to have a pizza party. Let's get some pineapple on pizza. Have you had the pineapple pepperoni combo or what, what is your combo with the, I, I, I swear one time we uh, hung out and we played uh, Pokemon, you had bought pizza and you had that pizza and pep- the pineapple and pepperoni combo, which I was a happy you picked pineapple because I like it on my pizza and, and it was good. So you're one of the few people I know that enjoys pineapple on pizza. So yeah, right. no, <laughs> with that though, um, with that, we'll save some of the other ones for maybe a different time, but I think we're going to wrap it up here. Yeah, I think this was a good discussion. A lot of meta talk. There's a lot of new decks out there. Um, again, let's uh, experiment right now is a perfect time for it. 
Um, but all those meta decks, uh, I think you can't really go wrong. Like I said, um, getting out there, but again, thank you guys for listening. Um, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for us. But, uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us, uh, you got Chuck over there at watch whimsy. Yes. Uh, you got myself at Panux one and you got Nick at the Duke of hobbies, all Twitter. Um, so if you guys want to get a hold of us, uh, shoot us a message there. Um, we also have a discord triple P discord. So always have some really good discussion points with our locals. We have the round table roundup. That's every Wednesday. I'm sure we'll be talking and deep diving into a lot of different decks, um, getting input with tech cards and all that kind of stuff. And we, you know, invite anybody that's from locals um, or anywhere in the world to kind of come and hang out with us and, and just have some good time. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to, it's always a fun time in the discord. Uh, I'm sure we'll have an invite in our show notes so you can come join all of our discussions. And when we put out uh, just like we did this weekend, put out a pro for some questions you can ask us something if you really wanted to so yeah everything basically everything's on the table <laughs> yep all right, all right i think that's gonna do it for us so we'll see you guys next time